Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live from, well, Farmer Yoon's Farm, conveniently located just down the road from Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. And instead of a listener letter this week, some show news. If you've been listening over the last several weeks, you'll know that I've graduated from Half Hill Agricultural College, and I'm going to make a go at running the Half Hill Report as a business. Thanks to longtime friend of the show, Kelly Carter, I've changed locations from the upstairs room at the Lazy Turnip, and I'm now living in and broadcasting from... Um, I, I'm sorry, hang on a second, folks. D.O.G. D.O.G., that's enough. Um, I'm sorry, like I was saying, Farmer Yoon's Cozy Cottage... Um, I, I'm sorry, one, one second. Thunder! Thunder, stop! I, I'm sorry, folks, just let me close this door. <laughs> okay, let's give it one more try. Farmer Yoon's Cozy Cottage at Sunsong Ranch, which, <laughs> as you've heard, comes with farm animals. Along with the change in location, the show will have a few more ads and sponsors, hopefully, and instead of my studies and papers, I'll be doing my best to keep the farm up, which should go fine, I, I hope. But other than that, the show should be the same that you're used to. This segment was brought to you by Half Hill Markets Merchant Greenfield, offering the finest seeds at low, low prices. And now, on with the news. In an absolutely stunning turn of events, the Forsaken have reorganized under new leadership and, with the help of adventurers from throughout Azeroth and the timely assistance from the Necrolords, have begun to reclaim the devastated city of Lordaeron. The Forsaken will now be led by a council comprised of Lillian Voss, Kalia Menethil, Deathstalker Commander Belmont, Dark Ranger Velonara, and Master Apothecary Farinel, known collectively as the Desolate Council. A source close to the Council has reported that Kalia Menethil does intend to propose the removal of forsaken troops from the Kingdom of Gilneas, opening the way for the freeing of the long-besieged home of the Gilneans. In a related story, scattered protests by gnomes have broken out in many of Azeroth's major cities, decrying the lack of attention to the long-disregarded occupation of their beloved capital city of Nomaragon. Protesters are carrying signs with slogans reading, What about Nomaragon? Free Nomaragon! And Nomaragon Next! The news is brought to you in part by the Red Crane Society, who remind us that we are all in this together. We're very pleased to be introducing a new feature this week, the Birthday Bash, sponsored by the Dark Moon Fair. And this week, a very big happy birthday from the whole gang in Half Hill 
to our very first birthday announcement recipient, Vivienne, a proud Human Alliance warrior. If you'd like a birthday greeting for you, a loved one, or a friend, drop us a note. Stay tuned after the show on how to reach us. For our middle feature this week, we're joined once again in the studio by our goblin in the field, Rizak, for the Rizak Report. Rizak, how you doing this week, buddy? Hey there, college. Good to see you again. Hey, uh, nice little place you got here. I can see some potential. How's about I bring in some of my ogres and expand the place a bit? You find out what sells best, and we'll maximize your production. Um... Well, you know, Rizak, I'm really just a caretaker here. I, I don't think I actually have the authority to make any, you know, major changes. But listen, I appreciate the offer. So, what new business ventures do you have brewing? Anything exciting? Okay, okay, just keep my offer in mind. You're gonna need an income college. Anyways, I do have some exciting plans in the works. You remember a long time ago when I tried to get some forgotten leaders interested in some of those, uh, what do you call them, mechanical body parts they're making in Mechagon. Uh, yeah, I seem to recall that, but... Rizak, first of all, they're the Forsaken, not the Forgotten. Yeah, yeah, whatever they're called. Anyways, I couldn't get it going because nobody wanted to be the leader of the Forgotten. And I kept getting the runaround from everybody. But now, I hear, and like you said, that they got a council in charge of things. Okay, yes, we did report on that in the news today. But, Rizak, don't you think they might have some bigger things to deal with right now? I mean, from what I've heard, they've got quite the mess to clean up in Lordaeron. Well, sure, of course. I know they got work to do getting the city up and running again. You should excuse the expression. But what could be more important than getting people's bodies to work right so that they can do all that work? After all, they ain't got no ogres to do the labor. Although, I might talk to them about that, too. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I guess your heart's in the right place on that, although... Maybe it's still a little too close to your coin purse. Of course it's all about my coin purse, college. That's what it's all about, as you're going to find out as you start to run this, uh, what do you call it, business of yours. Gotta have the gold to do what you want. Sure, it's nice if you can do something helpful for people along the way, but you gotta keep your eye on the profit. You do have a point, although... I would like to try to run the show as a non-profit. But tell us more about how you plan on helping the Forsaken with this business venture. Okay, so here's the beauty of it. Those mechanomes have got this process of making body pots down to a science. They're well-oiled machines. Now, it's going to take some time and effort to retool the pots to human size, but once that's done... The Forgotten can replace any part that's, uh, what do you say, wearing out. You know, knees, elbows, rotator cuffs, all brand new and shiny. Gotta be helpful to them. And I'm happy to be the middle goblin that puts the two together. Sure, I guess that sounds about right. And I'm sure that once they get their other priorities addressed, it's something they might consider. 
But honestly, I still think you should wait a bit, if for no other reason than your own safety. From what I've heard, things are still a little dangerous in Lordaeron. Nope, no can-do college. I'm not waiting. Sure, I'll be careful, but I can't be the only goblin out there thinking of such a brilliant idea. There's bound to be competition out there, and I want to get in on the ground floor of this one. I'm going to be there first. In fact, I'm off as soon as I leave here, heading straight for Brill tonight. Okay, I wish you luck with this one, buddy. So, can I assume your next report will be from the field? Yeah, I'll probably be there a while. Negotiating these contracts ain't going to be quick or easy. And of course, once I get the forgotten to buy in, I still got to go talk to the mechanomes. So I'm not going to be in Half-Elf for a while, and I can't do any war reports neither. Sorry about that. Just keep this quiet and to yourself till I get things sewed up, so to speak, with both parties. Quiet and too much... Rijak, you do know we're on the air, right? Oh, yeah, I uh, forgot about that. Well, you can't avoid all industrial spying, can you? I'll just have to get there first. Okay, I, I guess. The Rizak Report is sponsored in part by Cola. Tiny bubbles, big ideas. It's also sponsored in part by Keen Bean Kaffa, a Grummel-owned and operated kaffa trading company. Keen Bean Kaffa. Good beans, good kaffa. Hey folks, it won't cost you an arm and a leg when you shop at the clean and always plague-free Hatfill Market. Summer is upon us and that means entertaining. So if you're looking for the very best Pandaren recipes to serve your family and friends, stop by and visit with the experts of the Iron Paw Culinary Institute at Hatfill Market. Hatfill Market, open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. And now, the farm report, which <laughs> I'm going to have to start paying closer attention to. Jogu's word for tomorrow's crops is scallions, which apparently Jogu doesn't care for at all. This aromatic root vegetable grows well here in the valley and is a particular favorite of the Sarox. Scallions are a popular ingredient in several Pandaren recipes, including sea mist rice noodles. The Farm Report is sponsored by the Tillers. Education and support for farmers in the valley today and forming the future farmers of tomorrow. Checking the Azeroth calendar, there are a lot of exciting summertime events coming up. Of course, the Dark Moon Fair's week-long monthly celebration of all that is weird and wonderful in Azeroth starts today. And in just two days, boating and sunshine enthusiasts will be descending on Thousand Needles for the Thousand Boat Bash. And in just a few weeks, Azeroth's hottest annual celebration, the Midsummer Festival, will be upon us. This week, we're happy to welcome back into the studio our Horde food and lodging critic, Eliandor, substituting for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmec and Demesis. Eliandor, great to see you again, but you know, I have to ask, are you feeling okay? I'm fine, dear boy. Why ever do you ask? Well, uh, frankly, you don't look well. I mean, your eye is bright red and you look 
really pale. Oh, how sweet of you to notice. You know, a lot of the elven community are sporting this look now in honor of the Dark Rangers. Oh, oh, so that's a choice? Well, of course it's a choice. Thanks to some absolutely brilliant cosmetic advancements, now any elf out there can look like a Dark Ranger, at least aesthetically. Unfortunately, only hunters can buy the fabulous new ensemble of clothes and weapons. But one must make allowances somewhere, I suppose. Those poor dear hunters do get so put upon by people. Which is understandable, of course. So it's nice that they're getting this, at least. Hey, now, a lot of my family are hunters. And, you know, I thought about becoming a hunter at one point. Of course you did, dear boy. And I'm sure you would have made a perfectly serviceable hunter. Or at least a better hunter than a farmer. Hey, what do you mean by that? No offense, I'm sure, but honestly, have you seen the condition of the farm out there? It's in quite the weedy state. Okay, yeah, but in fairness, I did just move in this week. You know, I'll be getting to the farm chores as soon as I can. But that can't be what you came here to talk about. Did you and Shala have a recent adventure you wanted to share? Not really, no. Or not anything notable, anyway. What would you like to talk about? Um, I, I, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that on the show before. I don't really have anything... Good morning, gentlemen. I have something I'd like to talk about. Well, hello, Professor Tlaib. Always a delight to see you, dear lady. Oh, Professor, thank goodness you're here. Otherwise, it was... <laughs> going to be a pretty short show today. Thank you, Eliandor. You are always such a gentleman. I've been thinking about this new push for Alliance and Horde to work together more frequently. What do you two think about that? Is it a good idea? Well, that's an interesting question. I suppose anything that we do that increases interaction between the factions will help to develop greater understanding and reduce conflicts. So, yes, I think it's a very good idea. What do you think, Eleandor? I wish I was as sanguine about it as you, dear boy. But honestly, the only time the Alliance and Horde have ever truly cooperated in the past was to face some sort of existential threat. And as soon as that was dealt with, we went back to fighting each other. I can't see anything that's going to hold the factions together, not in the long term anyway. Frankly, the old grudges and bad blood are just too deep-seated. But, Eliandor, I mean, aren't you and I friends? Of course we are, silly, but that's completely different. <laughs> I mean, you're a Pandaren, for goodness sakes, and that hardly counts in the grand scheme of things. Hmm, I'm wondering what you mean by hardly counts. Surely your friendship is important. Yeah, what she said. Listen, you two. I love you dearly, but just look at history. No one in Pandaria was happy when the Horde and Alliance came through the mist and brought their conflict to your lovely little land here. And as far as I know, you're really the only people in all of Azeroth that get to choose your affiliation. Everyone else is born into it. As a matter of fact, you don't have to choose sides at all if you don't want to leave Pandaria. So as far as I'm concerned, you're neutral. Now, if you ask me to be friends with 
Oh, I don't know. I suppose maybe a gnome. Come on, Eliandor, hang on a second. Brother Cadfile is a gnome, and he's a very close friend of mine. In fact, Eliandor, I believe you worked quite closely with a good brother when your sister was accused of crimes in Colteris. Well, perhaps that was a bad example. The point is, is that it doesn't seem likely that members of the Horde and Alliance are going to become fast friends overnight after decades of warfare and bloodshed. Being fast friends is quite different than working together in a dungeon or defeating a big threat. My question was more about the results for Azeroth rather than for individuals. The professor raises an excellent point, Eliandor. I think we can all agree that individual people can be friends while there's still strife at the larger level. Just look at you and me. As for what it means for Azeroth, I think increased understanding and cooperation will not only allow us to more effectively deal with any future threats from outside our world, but could also help address some of the deep-seated and complex problems in our world, like the plight of displaced people, the needs of war veterans, and helping the poor. Your goals are very noble, dear fellow, and I can't say that I disagree with any of them. But if an invasion by demons, a giant sword stuck into the planet, or the evil machinations of the jailer didn't ultimately bring us together, I don't know whether a few people getting together to loot some filthy dungeon is going to do it. You may be right. There are certainly many directions this new policy may take us. You both have given me much to think about. I must get back to my office. By the way, Eliandor, I love your new look. Although I didn't think you'd be much for fads. Thank you, Professor. You know, Tosh Mifuni here thought I looked unwell, so I appreciate the compliment. But, yes, I must admit that sometimes I fall prey to fashion trends. Well, thanks for coming by and giving us something to talk about, Professor. And listen, Eliandor, I'm sorry for thinking you looked unwell. You just kind of caught me by surprise with this new look but I'm glad you came by this week as well. Hopefully next time we can cover something a little lighter, like maybe one of Shala's assignments. Really? You think that's going to be lighter than what we just covered? Do you remember what Shala does for a living? <sighs> You've got a point. We may not be coming to you from the lazy turnip anymore, but we're still in the heart of Halfell, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. And hey, you can still drop by the turnip anytime you're in our fair town. And when you do, don't forget to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew, brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for another informative episode of This Old Cottage. This week, your hosts and specialists in home renovation visit the village of Brill to assist with the reconstruction there in an episode titled Good Bones. Oh, dear, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip.
The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.